Welcome to the Digital Marketing Insights Podcast, brought to you by Brightside Digital. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to say we have Joe with us, the Managing Director of Mac Digital. Joe, how are you doing? Really good, Tom. Thanks a million for having me on. Really looking forward to this one. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on, to be honest, Joe. Um, can we start off by you telling everyone a little bit about yourself and your experience to date, please? Yeah, so what I'll do, if it's okay with you, I'll kind of go back to the start. So um, I have a master's in marketing practice from UCD. Um, had When I had that done, kind of early 20s, I said, you know what, I don't really know what I want to do next. Um, so I come from a kind of a long lineage of school teacher. So I decided, well, that's going to be my route. And I went and I did my higher diploma in education to become a secondary school teacher. Uh, and that was the plan. And as they say, um, if you want to give God a laugh, you tell him your plan. So then I got a summer job involved in managing the sponsorships and events with Diageo. Okay, so across their whole portfolio of brands, Guinness, Carlsberg, Bushmills, Baileys, Budweiser. We, it was a super summer. So that summer job lasted nine years. So kind of progressed and progressed in that role, working across a lot of their brand teams and any of their activations and their sponsorship. Um, that was a really, really good lesson in terms of brand building, in terms of the value of brands, in terms of how you represent the brands and in wider marketing and wider marketing also so then after that I, I was working around town and in, in dublin and a couple of the agencies i worked with have asked for a number of years working on a lot of their big clients uh, i switched to to the other side of the fence from the alcohol point of view so i was working with heineken across heineken desperados tiger um and a number of other of their brands at the time again working kind of on the brand side looking at their activations etc cetera, etc cetera. So I'd always a hankering to do something different and kind of, I won't say give back, but maybe kind of move more into the education space. So that had always been at, at the back of my mind that I wanted to get back to some level of education. Um, I could really never see myself going along the PhD route um, to that level and becoming a full-time academic. So what I did was around the time... It was around 2009, 2010, 2011. So digital was really starting to kind of find its, well, it wasn't even finding its feet. It was kind of being born and everybody was kind of jumping up a little bit about digital and getting interested in digital, but not really knowing what they should be doing in digital. You saw, I saw some clients with a digital marketing department that set, set away from the, the overall marketing department. So, so I saw some clients with digital marketing departments set miles away from the marketing department. And I was really interested in this change and this way of doing marketing. And, and while I was interested, I was still wasn't overly sold in the fact that this was going to absolutely change your marketing and you just run a campaign and you can track everything and away you go. So what I did was uh, in around 2012, I, I set up Mac Digital. And we, I, I wanted to kind of be at the, in a couple of, of spaces. And one of the spaces was 
where academia meets the corporate world, or for want of a better phrase, where academia meets the real world. And I also wanted to be where traditional marketing meets digital. Okay, so that that intersect there as well. I could see a lot of the big brands doing things really, really well. And a lot of my clients were kind of small to medium sized enterprises who were really stumped by, by, by this digital. And what they were thinking was, well, we realize we need to do some level of marketing now that digital is there, but we're not really sure what we should be doing. So we talked to one person and they're going, oh, well, you need to be number one on Google. And somebody else is saying, well, you need to be spending on, on AdWords. And somebody else is saying, well, you need to be all over Facebook and you need to be posting eight or 10 times a week. So I could see everything was was in a little bit of a flux. And that, that kind of, I enjoyed that and I kind of tapped into that opportunity. So sitting down with clients going, well, let's go back to, to basics. So let's go back to the seven P's of marketing. Let's go back to using marketing and using digital as a way to build business, your business. So as a way to deliver business outcomes. It's not necessarily that you have to be on the the on the first page of Google or you have to be all over Snapchat or TikTok or whatever it is. It's where I could see was really trying to put kind of a, where you put a strategy in place for your marketing activities. So as we kind of grew and developed over the number of years, I started, I went back to the teaching. Um, I started with National College of Ireland and then I've luckily I've been in Trinity since 2014. So I lecture on the MSc in international management in Trinity on international digital marketing. So that evolved um, and I do some work with the National College of Ireland and I also do a lot of uh, corporate work with the Digital Marketing Institute. Okay, so talking to their clients about what's happening in the real world. So where, where I sit now really, Tom, is I've got the training and the corporate training and the lecturing on one side and I've got the consultancy on the other side of the fence. Yeah, brilliant. And obviously my next question usually on the show would be, what you see is your main strength from digital, but you could probably, you, you, it's your job almost to know every area to, to some level, but is there a particular focus? Is there any particular module or something or area that you like to talk about the most? Yeah, there is. What kind of fascinates me of late, um, over the last number of years certainly is, is this change for B2B organizations or for, organizations that traditionally wouldn't have had a marketing focus okay to my mind uh, I really enjoy working with with brands or companies who maybe haven't had the need to do any marketing so I'll give an example of one client of ours who came to me and said listen we're a really big business but the way we used to do business was I used to walk on site and I used to shake hands with somebody and we do a million euro deal and he said to me, those days are over. So now what's happening is we have younger buyers in the B2B space checking me out on LinkedIn. And if I'm not on LinkedIn, they're going, well, why are we using these guys? Or then their next step is maybe to look at my website. And if I don't have a website, well, they're definitely not buying from me. So th that area of strategy is kind of where I sit but that area of bringing organizations b2b organizations or bringing non-traditional marketing organizations along that path and showing them 
the value that marketing can deliver. It's not necessarily that we have to be posting on Facebook, but choosing, go back to basics, like it's the right message to the right person at the right time. And what's the best way for us to do that? Yes, digital is changing. Yes, consumer behavior and in B2B and B2C is changing. But how can we take a step back and look at that and build a better business as a result? I think that kind of nicely lines up my next question, which is, do you have a campaign or an example where that you're really proud of or has helped make another business or someone very successful by their implementation? So, yeah, in terms of like, I'm, I know this sounds kind of maybe a little bit twee, but I'm kind of really proud of all my clients and I'm really proud of the way that they take a fresh view of marketing. I was chatting to a client maybe 18 months ago, just pre-COVID, and he had just completed an MBA internationally. And he said, yeah, we had a module on marketing. Um, and he said, I enjoyed it and was okay. And we were looking at big corporations that didn't really relate to us or relate to my business because we're B2B or we're B2G. And he said, just, but he said, by what you've taken us through on this journey, he said, now I, I get it. I really get how marketing works. I get how we can use marketing to build a better business as a result. Which I think is, yeah, a really good way of summarizing it. Do you, obviously, I don't want you to talk too much about your specific clients, but um, do you, when the company comes to you, do you know with your experience, what industry, what types are, let's say they're more lead gen B2B rather than B2C, would you have strategies and ideas in place of what channels and what works depending on when people approach you? Yeah, so in a way, it depends on who the client is. Okay, there'll be some industries that I won't have had any contact with or dealt with and in that case, it'll be a case of, well, maybe uh, we're not the, the right guys for you. Um, but for a lot of industries, and one in particular that I've done an awful lot of work over the last three years is in the pharma space. And I've kind of developed a knowledge of buyer behavior and everyone talks about HCPs, so healthcare professionals. How do we reach healthcare professionals? And it's a real challenge. But the, when I, lo- I tend to be able to look at an industry and understand the consumer behavior or the buyer behavior and kind of adapt that then into a strategy that will work for the client. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Like, uh, so for, let's say the pharma industry, do you use LinkedIn for that? How do you go about networking and, and finding those professionals? The pharma one is a really interesting one because what's kind of, at the end of the day, you have to think about, your customer as a person okay yes they might be bound to contracts yes there might be procurements yes there might be buyer behavior processes that are different but at the end of the day you're selling to a person so one thing we've seen over the last number of years is the increase of use of facebook okay so you might have a pharma or healthcare professional on facebook on their break or kind of in their downtime and getting results from that like they're the healthcare professionals are notoriously difficult to to reach and to get so the chances of them being on linkedin probably are slim if they are the chances of them 
you reaching them via LinkedIn are even slimmer. So it's about finding a mix of probably digital and traditional to reach the healthcare professional. So obviously you're going to have sales reps on the road as well as digital channels. So how do you marry both of those together? And my, my outlook is always how can we make it easy for a customer to do business with us, okay? Everybody's busy, everybody's got loads going on, everybody's attention span is diminished, but how can we create content or create a campaign to get a message across that makes it easy for the customer to do business with us? Yeah, brilliant. And when you're doing your just your work in general, is there any particular particular softwares you swear by, Joe, that you use on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I suppose we're kind of at the in the strategy space, so we wouldn't be using a lot of the kind of day-to-day digital tools. Um, but like I, I, we swear by Slack. I mean, Slack has been, to, to use that phrase, that overused, Slack has been a game changer in terms of the business, both for working internally and working for the clients, working with clients as well. And we do use other tools like uh, Miro and Trello for, for project management type type pieces as well like for people listening obviously slack is a really intuitive platform great for touching base with your team and like you say clients do you find with clients you have to kind of push back on them and try and sort out their days with them how do you prevent them from overloading your slack channels with focusing on them nearly every day yeah so we we were quite restrictive on the way that we use slack for client work we prefer to use um, we prefer to use email uh, for client work and then occasionally we will work on the odd project with clients. But I've heard stories of people, of, of that overload happening on Slack. I've heard of somebody recently who a client used, started using a WhatsApp group and um, included everybody in the project on the WhatsApp group and that, that kind of got over hand. So, our, sorry, that got out of hand. So it's really important that you kind of, set expectations with clients uh, so that you well if you whatsapp me at nine o'clock on a saturday night there, there's no that's that's not on there's there's no way that we're, we're going to deal with that query there and then and so it's about kind of setting boundaries as well and i suppose you would have to if you use slack more yeah yeah well said uh away from your strengths at the moment is there any particular areas you're looking to upskill into and why joe and then a second part of that is is there any way where you go for new information, staying up to date with things? Okay, so I, I might deal with the second part first. Um, and what I tend to do is I tend to use the likes of Wark, the likes of Statista. Um, I'm lucky I have access to the libraries for, for the colleges so I can get the latest kind of academic thinking and trends. And that's invaluable for me to, to keep up to date when I'm, I'm going to client work. Uh, another place which is, I find really, really good is the B2B Institute within LinkedIn, which is all free to air, um, where the, there's a lot of content on there and a lot of research and um, that's really, really valuable. So that's where I go to kind of stay up to date. Um, obviously, that there, there's great content that I like. So HubSpot.com, the Digital Marketing Institute have a wealth of content as well. So they're the type of places I go to stay up to date. In terms of upskilling, 
even going back to when I kind of got into the digital space, I upskilled myself. Like this was pre-LinkedIn learning. This is pre-Digital Marketing Institute was only starting out. And there was kind of, it was all a bit of, of, a, of a mess. So I, I upskilled myself and I've kind of kept that trend going throughout my career. So occasionally, yes, I'll do a LinkedIn learning piece. Um, and I have been looking kind of in the future to maybe upgrade my higher diploma in education to a master's in education because that education piece really drives me and it's kind of and we'll talk about passion in a minute but, but that is my passion so uh, LinkedIn learning is one and in terms of the areas then that I'm looking at I've done an awful lot of upskilling on the likes of CX over the last number of years it's become such a hot topic there's lots of people talking about it there's lots of people with lots of takes on it and with lots of um opinions on what it means and what it doesn't and it means different things to to different organizations so again a, a bit like what i did with my with my, with my career at mac digital I, i've gone back to basics and i said well hang on a second we always had the principles of services marketing and i've been lucky to deliver a, a number of modules on services marketing so cx is essentially still my take on cx is that it's services marketing with a digital overlay and then you're looking at, at way more put touch points than you are if you're looking at a services marketing blueprint really really well said and um looking at the digital industry as a whole you might have some really good insights here but is there anything that you are excited that might be happening or uh coming up in the future yeah, it's funny. I try not to get excited because I, I can get a bit kind of uh, too excited about things. So, um, oh, let's get involved in the metaverse and uh, let's look at this and let's look at TikTok. And what I try to do is I always try and ground myself and take a step back and go, okay, well, how is this going to affect my client's business? What is the impact that this is going to have? Um, people, I find that, that and no disrespect to marketeers, we can get a little bit carried away about kind of what's shiny and what's new. And you come now November, December, we'll have the top trends for 2023. Um, I've always been kind of tempted to take a look back in the year's time. We'll see what really happened and what has that impact been and which of these trends are we just seeing year on year? And how have they really developed? So, um, so there's not really uh, in terms of I always tend to keep an eye on trends, and that's something like maybe like personalization. We can see that that's been kind of talked about for a number of years, but now it's becoming really, really real. So, so let's keep an eye on that one. Second one is social selling. That that's really coming into its own since COVID. Um, and the third one, then I would watch. It'll be interesting over the next two years just to watch where, where e-commerce goes okay so if we look at e-commerce we can see like shopify thought that e-commerce was just going to keep going upwards and that hasn't happened and they've kind of had to have a restructure as a result but it's i'm really interested in seeing again it, it seems to be a theme in my career of mixing the old with the new but seeing how we can marry e-commerce with with customer experience in store or how we can, again, going back to that basic of how can we make it easy for a customer to do business with us? Like, is there any 
particular platforms and stuff that you think are going to evolve quicker than others for that? In terms of e-commerce? Yeah. Um, I mean, Shopify is just, just a beast and kind of, I, I love a lot of the aspects of it. Um, in terms of that mixing, yeah. And so with Shopify, I can see they've got the vision to kind of marry the old with the new, the kind of physical with the digital. So that will be interesting just to watch over the next number of years and see how that develops further. And what do you think of social media's e-commerce pla- like platforms? And obviously you have things like Facebook Marketplace and your Instagram stores buy in when they see particular clothing or something on a post. But do you see the social medias really pushing e-commerce now in the next next year or so? Have you seen much there? Uh, yes, certainly. And Facebook Marketplace um, and marketplaces in general. Okay. So if we look at it was last year that there we've seen a trend in customers going direct to marketplaces. Okay. So now I want to buy a shirt. I'm not going to Google to look for shirts. I'm going direct to Amazon or I want to buy a hairdryer or whatever it is. The consumer behavior. And again, this is it starts and ends with this. It has switched to I'm going straight to a marketplace. I'm straight, going straight to eBay. There's a friend of mine looking to buy a boat. He's going straight to Dundale. So the, the rise of marketplaces has been really, really interesting. And it is something that I think will continue. Um, so again, that's... but. It always surprises me. Kind of something will, will will pop out up out of the blue, and maybe take us take us all by storm a little bit from in a marketplace perspective. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, lastly, Joe, we always ask on the show a question which tries to understand the people behind the roles a little bit more. And the question is, if you could boil up one personality trait that you have yourself that you could pass on to others, what would it be? This is a really hard question, um, and I've been thinking about this since we've been in touch, Tom. Um, and I suppose, like, I it probably comes across a little bit. I'm I'm passionate about this subject. I'm passionate about helping clients um, build better business. Okay, helping clients grow and develop and use marketing as a way to develop a better business. I'm passionate then on the education side for whether it be clients or whether it be MBA students or master students or professional diploma students, I'm passionate about helping them better themselves as they move forward in their career. Brilliant. Joe, that's it. We're at the end of the show. Thank you so much for being on the show. Great. Thank you, Tom. Everyone listening, uh, please check out Mac Digital. It's a brilliant setup from everything I've seen. And Joe, yeah, thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. No problem. Thanks, Tom. 